Hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Talking Without Filter with your host, Jackie. So today we're going to be talking about breaking generational curses. So before we begin, let's pray. Lord, today I ask that each of us experience all the love and favor that you, the good Father, would shower upon your children. May we all have eyes to see and hearts to take and what you would have for us today. Give us each the opportunity to fulfill what you desire of us now and throughout our lives. Prepare us in mind, body, soul, and in spirit to be your instruments for peace, love, and impact in a needy world. Direct us on a path today that you have prepared. Keep us from distractions that would have us straying to the left or to the right, but on a focused path straight and true. Protect us from all physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual harm from enemies seen and unseen. May we be covered by your hand so we may continue to grow and prosper as worthy servants of your kingdom. Amen. All right, that was a wonderful prayer. So, let's begin. So, we all know how things work in our family, right? So often patterns of thinking, behaving, and relating are passed on through generations. When we're fully submerged in our families and their, yes, let me repeat, their histories, we accept that their ways of being as the truth. Today, join me in taking the step to being the first person in your family to work on becoming a better version of yourself. When you change the way that you respond to stress and begin unlearning the ways intergenerational trauma shapes your life, people may notice and react to that. And that's okay. It could be good or bad. But in the name of Jesus, we will break generational cycles and empower ourselves and our future generations to do the same. We all know that we have family mindsets that have been passed down for decades and maybe even hundreds of years. Well, don't you know that it gives you the power to choose whether or not you want to adopt them? Maybe it's time for change. So let's become critical thinkers and make autonomous decisions not solely based on family programming. One way of establishing new patterns of existing outside of the intergenerational wounds is by developing a new identity separate from the family-based identity that you've held your entire life. This is an opportunity for you to establish who you are outside of your family dynamics, focusing on who you wish to be in the future. It's an opportunity for elevation and personal growth. This work is so, so powerful. Yes, they can pass down good things too, but we know usually it's the latter. Many of us unfortunately know that destructive relationship patterns 
can get passed down from one generation to the next. Once dysfunctional behavior becomes, <clears throat> excuse me, becomes a model or example to the next generation, and the cycle can be repeated over and over again. A huge part of what keeps destructive behaviors going is individuals who don't know that they're dysfunctional, and they don't know that they don't know. We pass on through words, actions, attitudes, consciously or not, what we know. We can't pass on what we don't know. So like I was saying, you know, we can't pass down what we don't know. Ever since sin invaded the world of humanity, few things in life have been fair. People get hurt when they didn't do anything to deserve it. And people who intentionally hurt others seem to get away with it. The most unfair circumstances occur when helpless children get injured by parents who are supposed to be their protectors. That could be us or somebody else. But get this. If you blame your parents, they could blame their parents. Who could blame their parents? Heck, we could, we can go all the way back to Noah and blame him. After all, he's the one who built the ark and saved the human race. And if he hadn't, your father's 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 father wouldn't have been born. <laughs> nobody would have yelled at anybody. And nobody would be fighting with anybody. So it's all Noah's fault. <laughs> you do have control over whether you repeat the cycle or not. The Bible mentions generational curses in several places. Exodus 25, 34, 7, Numbers 14, 18, and Deuteronomy 5, 9. Let me repeat it again. Exodus 25, 34, 7, Numbers 14, 18, and Deuteronomy 5, 9. God warns that he is a jealous God punishing the children for the sin of their father's to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me. And it sounds unfair for God to punish children for the sins of their fathers. However, it's there's more to it than that, you know? The effects of sin are naturally passed down from one generation to the next. When a father has a sinful lifestyle, his children are likely to practice the same sinful lifestyle. Implied in the warning of Exodus 25, is the fact that the children will choose to repeat the sins of their fathers. The Lord created families as a beautiful extension of his image. And sadly, in our fallen world, we are born in a natural sinful state and can only be redeemed by our creator. Our natural state is selfish at best and pathological at its worst. Dysfunction comes naturally to us. That is why salvation through Jesus is the key to breaking generational sin. Jesus offers us forgiveness, cleansing of sin, and real unconditional love. 1 John 1 9 Jesus gives his followers the power to love like he does. A love that is filled with grace and compassion. He is our example for how to love rather than loving ourselves or pleasures. 
John 13, 34. Each generation has a choice to let their natural inclination repeat the cycle or to find a better way. People often want to break negative cycles, but they don't know how because of the way of thinking that they were raised them has them confused. And in addition, breaking the cycle can divide families when a person decides to follow Jesus instead of family traditions. And you can look up um, Luke 12, 51 through 53. Some family members will choose Christ and be rejected by their relatives for doing so. Even without adversity from family members, it can be very difficult to recognize and break sinful patterns in families. And the truth is that without Jesus, no one can break the grip of sin. In fact, without Jesus, humans do not see or comprehend the depth of man's depravity. I think I'm saying that wrong. (laughs) Therefore, salvation is the first step to breaking the cycle of generational sin. And I know some of you are like, oh, like, why do you keep talking about God? But it's like, you don't understand. When you give your life to God, everything changes. If you look up um, Psalms 37.4, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart the real desires, not the things that you think that you want, but the things that you actually need. And like I said, there is salvation, and you can find that salvation in Jesus. And I'm going to share some additional steps to take. So what are the steps that you can take, you may ask? Obviously, by now, you're aware of your family's destructive relationship patterns, and it's highly unlikely that you aren't because otherwise you wouldn't be here listening, correct? Being aware is the first step in moving towards healthy functioning. You can't teach what you don't know, and you can't change what you're not aware of. Awareness is a big first step. Second step, accountability. Take ownership of your own actions, your attitudes, beliefs, emotions. Admit and actually say this. It's my problem. I need help. I'm the one needing an attitude adjustment. I may be the one who's wrong in this situation. Whether you know your dysfunctional ways or not, take responsibility for the ones that you know. Identify the things that fit your life story. Take notes on ways to change the unhealthy things you learned as a child. Ask yourself this. What is healthy in a friendship? What's an accurate way for me to see me? How am I supposed to treat a person of the opposite sex? What is my belief system and how do I think? What do I think? What assumptions do I have and what perceptions do I cling to so tightly? Read Proverbs. It identifies many healthy and unhealthy ways of living and relating. Ask God to open your eyes 
and your mind to what true and healthy living looks like and what changes you need to make. And be prepared for those changes because when you ask for it, <laughs> can't stress this enough, God is going to he's going to show you and it's going to make you uncomfortable. But sometimes we need to be in uncomfortable situations in order for us to grow. Do all of these things with the goal of becoming aware of and changing the dysfunctional ways you learned as a child. Healthy living is learned experientially. Awareness, accountability, and understanding is your starting place. Now it's practice, practice, practice. At first, it won't be natural. But yeah, it will be. And remember that with practice comes trial and error. So it means that there's going to be errors in your practicing and that's normal and it's okay. This brings us to the last point. Be patient with yourself and others. Patience is one of the functional ways of dealing with the world. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness with their children's children. With those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. Psalms 103.17 I'm adding emphasis to that. You're not condemned to repeat how your parents parented. You don't have to be a 25 year old or however you may be of healthy living before you pass functional relationship patterns onto the next generation. All you need to be is to be one step ahead of where they are. It takes one generation to turn the tide from God's punishment to one of God's love being passed down. And that's all. Just one. Start here and start now. It's never too late to move from dysfunction to function. Never. And this was a sort of a short episode. Um, but I hope that you did like it. Uh, Psalms 37.5 Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Trust God. Let's end this with a short prayer. If you can close your eyes, if you're able to. However you pray, just, you know, give it to God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done and what you were doing through my family today and for generations to come. I give you all the praise and honor. Amen. Again, I hope that y'all enjoyed this short episode. Um, I will post a question. And if you're on Spotify, you can click on the actual episode and then the question will be there. And you're able to respond. I think on the last three episodes, I posted a question as well. And I would love to see your responses. 
Um, I'm not sure anyone knew that there was questions on there, but also I didn't make it aware. But I'm letting y'all know now, and I'll add more questions moving forward. That way you're able to interact. I love you all. God bless you. And I'm going to let you enjoy this music. And whenever you're ready to leave, you may leave. Stay blessed.